listening to On the Couch with Carly. Carly's Couch is a safe space to talk. I'm a psychologist, but I'm not your pipe smoking, tweed wearing stereotype. Hello, and welcome back to On the Couch with Carly. So, today I want to talk about um, something that I've been thinking about a lot this week. Um, it's a whole lot of things, but I, I guess essentially it's a conversation around boundaries and taking care of oneself, um, which I think is always an important topic, especially for women. So um, just to introduce this topic, I just wanted to say it does have relevance to um, being pregnant and this journey and this theme of this podcast season. So when (laughs) this is one thing I know about human beings, when human beings are in an experience that involves adjustment. Adjustment is a very particular kind of experience and understanding adjustment um, is really important for understanding psychology. So what I do know about being a human being is that when we have to adjust to something, when something is new for us and we are climatizing to to the experience, there are certain things that we can expect. First of all, people love to say things like, oh, I hate change. I can't, I just can't stand change. I just find change so hard. Yes, that is true. We do find change hard in some ways. Um, Some of us love to change our environments or to change, I don't know, things, the way things look or, you know, changing things up can feel new and invigorating and give us energy and enthusiasm. But I think what's really important to to consider is when change occurs that is out of our control, when it's something that is unfolding and transforming sort of before one's eyes, but also within oneself, you know, that that and and pregnancy is one such process. So, yes, for those of 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 you who want to be pregnant, you've chosen it and, and, and it is a choice. And I think we're not going to go into a discussion around free will and what that is and blah, blah, blah. But I, you know, ultimately, you've made a choice and the consequence is being pregnant. Now, most people who are pregnant for the first time don't actually know what that will look like or feel like. Like you, you don't actually feel aware of the, in, the actual um, phenomenon of being pregnant until you're actually in it. So, yes, you might want a baby. But being pregnant and the the changes that occur in your body and in your life are actually a process of adjustment. And that is not even going into the process of having a baby. We we will get there. We would definitely do a lot of a lot of episodes on um, postpartum. But right now I'm just talking about pregnancy. I'm just talking about how we're adjusting to this new way, this new way of being in the world. So this is what I know about adjustments. As we are confronted with changes and particularly when those changes require us to be different, think differently, um, include a different experience in how we in how we're living our lives, there are there are parts of us that are comfortable, that are accepting, that go with it, that lean into it, that can 
adjust easier, you know, that can sort of roll with it, right? That things are, are changing and we can, we have the capacity to roll with it. But there are also going to be parts of us that do not find that adjustment easy and potentially even resist the adjustment, resist the change, resist the transformation. And I think that that's really important to just think about is that there's different parts of us and some parts of us are going to find it easier and some parts are going to find it harder. And everybody's going to be different in what they find easier or harder. I mean, there's probably trends, you know, you could probably say that for the most part, maybe moms, first time moms who are pregnant might find it easier that they're, I don't know, not having their periods anymore, that their hormones are um, perhaps a little bit more um, balanced or there's maybe a a sense of like um, relaxation that comes from not having the ups and downs of a menstrual cycle. I don't know. I'm I'm just imagining. I'm imagining that might be like an easy thing to sort of go like, okay, cool. This is this is my life now. Things that are harder to to lean into and to adjust to maybe anything from all the lovely side effects of pregnancy, nausea, tiredness, sore boobs, bloatedness, the list goes on. But the one I want to talk about today is the idea that there's a there's a increased vulnerability when you're pregnant. And I and, and I've spoken to you about this before in that episode when we spoke about the first trimester and the fragility of carrying uh, embryo and then later a fetus that feels so fragile, that feels like it could result in a miscarriage and that and that fear that you carry around with that. Okay, so that's one aspect of the vulnerability, the increased vulnerability during pregnancy. But you yourself are also walking around and your body is an incubator for a young life. And there are certain, I guess, cultural norms around that. So, um, you know, people tend to be a bit more protective over you. Um, people will offer to carry things for you because you're not supposed to carry heavy things. Um, hopefully those around you will be will, will realize that you need to be looked after a bit more, fed well, um, made sure that you're resting, etc. Um, and if you aren't being looked after like that by those around you, that's I'm unfortunate and I'm really sorry about that. But here's the thing. What if looking after yourself more or being more protective over your body, over your over your your peace is actually difficult for you? And this is what I want to talk about today. So I I have this. I'm a I'm a I'm a bit of a stubborn pregnant person. It takes me a really long time to get with the program that actually I can't live my life as I have been living it. And I think that's part of my personality, but I do know that it's something that is shared with many, many other people. And I want you to hear that even if you aren't pregnant, that for many people, adjustment periods will entail some degree of resistance where you kind of are aware that you're expected to to change or be different, but you don't really want to. You kind of want to just hold on to how things were. And you get a little bit frustrated and a little bit sad if you realize that your body is not capable of things that you used to be capable of. 
Um, so I just want to normalize that. That's so normal. I mean, I'm, I'm normalizing it for myself because, of course, I, I'm critical of myself about it. But I think it is normal because it's an, it's, it's an adjustment and adjustments are hard. They take time. Thank goodness you do have 10 months of pregnancy. Unfortunately, those 10 months of pregnancy are so variable and, and things change so rapidly that you might adjust to the first trimester stuff. And then by that point, you're in the second trimester and the second trimester comes and it's like, okay, cool, this is great. And then you're in the third trimester and it's, you know, one thing after the next, you might just have one adjustment after the next to make. But for me, the big adjustment that I struggle with is this idea of, I guess, needing to slow down more. Um, it's, you know, in the first trimester, it's a bit easier because you're actually flattened. You're flattened by the nausea and the and the and the exhaustion. You know, so there, it's almost like that. Um, it just it, your body kind of like succumbs to the first trimester symptoms, and you actually can't even fight that you you don't even have the strength to fight the the adjustment process you just sort of you just surrender to it which is a, which is actually really great so maybe there's a bit more leaning in and that in that's in that side of things for others it, it may not be the case like I mean you still have to work as I've mentioned before it's really tricky because you can't really talk about being pregnant in the first trimester so you're like nauseous wanting to die and then you actually have to hide it from everyone so that's super hard um but 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 basically th- that's that's the start of it which is that oh actually you have to slow down you actually have to rest more you actually can't you you can't be productive in the same way that you were before you can't run around you can't physically move as fast um, and you actually have to learn how to take on less in your life. You've got to learn how to say no. You've got to learn how to, what I would call, and if you are interested in this, is I've written a few posts on this on my Instagram, but I'm happy to do another post, another session about it as well. But it's what I call radical half-assing. When you actually make the decision to be a little bit useless, a little bit shit at something, on purpose because you're taking care of yourself. And for women, that's really hard to do. We're taught that we have to be absolutely brilliant at everything we do, and that's our worth. So it's very hard to suddenly say, you know what, honey, I'm not cooking dinner tonight. Let's order a takeaway, you know, or whatever it may be. And But I highly recommend it, and I think that it's one of the challenges of early pregnancy, or actually pregnancy in general, which is, how do I take care of myself? How do I do less for others? And how do I take care of myself? And, you know, you can't justify it that you're taking care of someone else, which is your unborn baby. I mean, that's if you, you know, if you need to, you can you can rationalize it that way. But I actually think it's a beautiful lesson in how to actually take care of yourself because Yes, it's for the baby's best interests to a degree, but it's actually for you. It's the fact that being an incubator is a very hard job. We don't speak about that enough. We don't acknowledge that enough. It's not easy being pregnant. It's it's actually taxing on the body. The body undergoes a lot of strain um, while it houses the growing baby. And the body is adjusting, changing having to um, stretch literally and and also metaphorically to accommodate this other life and all its needs. So um, you are actually 
taking on more. Therefore, you need to take care of yourself more. It just makes sense logically. Okay, now these things sound great when I say them. But inside of myself and inside of many people, it's a it's an adjustment process, meaning a part of us leans into it and goes, yep, I get that, cool, I'm down. And another part of us says, hang on, let me just do a little bit more, you know, let, let me just keep being as productive and busy and, and, and getting all the things done like I did before. Um, and, <laughs> and we just have to acknowledge that. So this episode is a story about how I have been in a phase of resisting this adjustment and how I am learning to change my attitude around it and how changing my attitude around it has meant such a brilliant lesson for me that I value so much and I want to share with you today. Okay, so the story goes, so I I have a a four-year-old daughter and she um, does ballet once a week after school and she used to finish school, so she finishes school at half past 12 and she used to do her ballet starting at one o'clock. So we used to, I used to fetch her from ballet, put her in the car and she'd have like half an hour to get dressed into her ballet outfit and have a cup, like have a snack or something, have some water, sit in the car with me, just chat and mellow out after her day. And then she would go to her ballet class and then we would go home. And it was working really, really well. But then all of a sudden, the teacher started having um, too many kids in that one class at her age group and asked us, she said she wants to split the group into two and asked us, can we come to the earlier class, which was now going to start at quarter to one. And all the children that were at her school were going to um, start at that time. And then um, I offered one of the moms to be the lift scheme. I said, okay, I've got, I'll, I'm happy to pick them up. Let's, let's get them all dressed together at school at half past 12 and I'll bundle them into the car and take them to ballet. And I felt like, you know, that just, just to, you know, this is an alignment with my values. I'm being helpful, community orientated. I'm happy to be of assistance. Um, you know, less cars as less fuel consumption, better for the environment. Like all of, all of these things align with my value system, right? Um, But the first week came and it was such a mad rush getting these kids ready for ballet. And my daughter was riled up by it. And, you know, without that downtime after school, like was just really like overwrought, actually, you know, just emotionally, it was a lot for her to go to go really fast from one activity to the other. No break, no chill time. And I could feel in my nervous system that I also wasn't coping. It, I don't like rushing. It's something that really triggers me. Like I find I get really like impatient and I can't handle if like something doesn't just go smoothly. And of course, we're dealing with like four-year-olds. So like as an adult, you might understand that like we're in a rush. We have to do this in like five minutes. Just get on with it, you know, but four-year-olds don't understand that. So they're like distracted and busy doing this and busy doing that. And oh my goodness, it was just crazy it was like a wild rush and the first week happened and I was like that's hectic and long story short basically we I did it for three weeks and each week it was 
terrible. It was like stressful for me, stressful for my child. Um, I ended up having, you know, being grumpy and 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 struggling with her struggles because you know the whole like self-regulation thing you know four-year-olds are not masters at self-regulation so when she was struggling she would like lose it have like meltdowns cry feel like get really upset and then I was upset because I was like we just need to get to ballet come on let's go you know like just so impatient and so unable to contain her in those moments because I was feeling so overwhelmed so anyway long story short I did three weeks of this and okay oh the other thing I want to say is here's the thing when the teacher had asked me first, first of all, in the right at the beginning, she said, can you do the earlier class? Inside of myself, everything said no. Everything said no, except what came out of my mouth. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know that feeling. And this is really the crux of the matter, right? When I say to you that we, there's parts of us. So there's, there might be like a lot of parts of us that feel like this is what I want to do because this is aligned with my values. And this is what I should do because this is what this person wants, you know. But there was one part of me, maybe not even one part of me. There was like a lot of a lot of other parts of me that were saying, no, this is not what you want to do. You need the time. You don't want to go earlier. You, this is going to be too rushed. It's too hectic. You're finishing work and going straight to fetching her and then it's going to be straight to ballet. It's going to be too much. But I didn't listen to that part. Well, if I listened to it, I sort of listen to it in the way you go, yeah, 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 but just shut up, you know, shut up now. I'm hearing you, but you don't have a say. I'm hearing you, but you're not the one who's going who's gonna to win this ultimately. So I squashed that part of me that knew this was not okay for me, that this was not what I needed. This was not what was going to be the best for me. And after three weeks of feeling so upset and so stressed and overwhelmed and rushed and exhausted I got to the point where I was like I can't do this anymore we're not doing this anymore and I will say this has probably got more to do with my daughter and her needs because I could see she was really not coping and it had been three weeks and each week she'd not coped and I thought okay this is obvious now this person is not coping I mean I was also not coping, but I think that if she had been fine, I would have probably just pushed through because I guess that's what moms do. Guys, don't do that. Don't do that. Choose yourself, really. You can choose yourself in all relationships. Choose yourself. Um, but nevertheless, what I really think happened was that something about being pregnant shifted things for me. So ordinarily, when I am uncomfortable or when things are hard for me, but I think they're good for other people, I will pretty much tolerate my own distress for pretty long. I mean, I'm, I'm, I won't say I'm like the biggest martyr, I'm not, but I do have a, a sort of people-pleasing, helper tendency. I'm a psychologist, for goodness sake, you know, I'm like, I get off on helping people, I, I'm, I, I feel good about myself when I feel like I'm meeting someone else's needs. And it's complicated because, you know, that that sort of um, affirmation that I get or the validation that I get for for helping someone or meeting someone else's needs is is it's nice, you know. So it's not just like pure martyrdom, which is like, oh, this is self-sacrifice. It's also nice for me to feel like I'm, I'm being good, you know. And I think everyone could probably recognize that in themselves. 
So anyway, what did tip the balance this time was actually the fact that I was pregnant. And I, I, I spoke to people who I care about, people who are in my support network. I told them about what, what I was feeling and what was happening for me around this issue. And those who were, you know, everyone that cares about me was very, very clear. Like, you can say no. You don't have to do this. And every single one of them said, you're pregnant. You're pregnant. Just take care of yourself. You don't need to do this. You know, and so, I don't know. I just, I just think that this is important, which is that something about being pregnant, something about having this sort of right to um, to just state my needs or have needs that are, um, I guess, like maybe privileged is the right word, but so maybe there is such a thing as pregnancy privilege, but I think it's not that. I think it's about a deeper level of vulnerability. I think it's about a deeper level of um, sensitivity, right? Like that actually when you're pregnant, you you are incapable of doing things to the same degree and you shouldn't have to force yourself to do things that are particularly tiring or particularly straining and I mean just physically you know sitting on your haunches getting some getting kids dressed for school uh, for ballet is physically harder when you're pregnant um you know skipping over lunch for example is not a good idea when you're pregnant you should be feeding yourself you know you're you're using so much energy to keep this baby alive that you you can't really um, forgo that those care that caretaking of yourself you know it's it's really important so so something about it being that I was pregnant something about the fact that it was for my daughter's sake as well allowed me to make the decision like okay, okay I'm actually gonna say no to this I can do this I know this sounds super rudimentary like what the hell Kylie what's wrong with you how can you not just give a boundary it's like simple just say no you know but this is my this is my stuff Anyway, so I took the decision. I asked the ballet teacher. I said, can we come to the later class? She said, yes. <laughs> it was like that easy. I mean, you, you would think I was asking for like, I don't know, you know, something crazy. But I wasn't. I was asking for something pretty reasonable. I just didn't feel reasonable to me. I spoke to the other moms and said, listen, this is what's happening. My daughter's going to go to the later class. So I'm not going to be involved in the, 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 the rush to get them to the early class. And I won't be able to do the lift scheme anymore. And they were like, okay. <laughs> and it all happened and it was fine. And this week we went to the later class and it was, I can't even tell you, dreamy. So I picked her up, I, put, I brought her home, we chilled at home, we had something to eat, we chatted, we connected, we played a little bit, we cuddled a little bit. I got her dressed for ballet. We walked down to the ballet class, which we're very, very lucky is right close to our house, which is also amazing. Um, and it was just perfect. It was like, you know, when you had feel, that feeling of relief, that that major feeling of an exhale where you're like, oh, oh, this is what taking care of oneself feels like. Oh, this is what 
making the decision to honor yourself and and offer a boundary in that actually works like this is what it feels like and it was so wonderful and I just feel like I want to shout it from the rooftops it's such a simple lesson that I learned but such an important one and I I mean I know about boundaries guys I'm a psychologist I talk about boundaries all the time in my work but knowing something intellectually and actually practicing it in real life is a different thing and every time I practice boundaries and it goes okay it feels like a celebration to me it feels like an incredible triumph because I guess the fear is that I'm going to say no and everyone's going to hate me. Everyone's going to reject me. It's going to create drama. It's going to create issues. I'm, you know, and actually it's not the case. It's not the case. So I'm here to tell you I'm on the other side of this and it feels amazing. So I implore you to do this in your own lives. And I really cannot tell you how much I believe this is, this is the revolution we all need. This is, this is actually my soapbox moment, okay? I actually feel like when it comes to being a woman, when it comes to being a mother, and even a person in the world, we, something about capitalism, something about the way we've been set up to, to operate in this modern world has taught us that productivity and exhausting ourselves for an for an end goal is really the most uh, accomplished and adm- adm- admirable thing you can do as a person and i'm saying bullshit bullshit look where the world is look what we are seeing around us as people strain and struggle under the under capitalism and under all of these structures and systems that promote this kind of being and you know what it is it's it's exploitation it's like you shouldn't have to say you shouldn't you shouldn't have a say you don't get to say no and that's not okay that's not the world we want to live in that's not the world we want to create so I am hell-bent on this new path I I believe that a gift of pregnancy has been the opportunity to really sit into my own needs like really get in touch with my own needs more. And I I hope that for every one of you who's on a similar journey, that you find the same, the same process for yourself, that adjusting to this new way shouldn't be about um, stretching yourself to the point where you can hold it all and do it all and manage it all like that's that's the narrative that we sold that's the cultural narrative that we sold around motherhood and I want you to know it's bullshit and it starts in pregnancy it starts in pregnancy start already challenging that notion that actually you don't have to do it all you don't have to do any of it do what feels right for you in your body with your nervous system so some that's actually like the most basic thing about about boundaries and that's what I want to leave you guys with is that trust how you feel trust your feelings if you are feeling it's not okay for you that's all you need to know that's all you need to know that's the boundary that's the limit 
is me not feeling okay with this, me feeling that I am uncomfortable in a place that I don't want to be, in a situation that is really, really hard and unsustainable. Because there are times when we are in an adjustment period where there's discomfort and it's not great and we're having a hard time, but we know that it's either completely unavoidable or it's something that is part of the process and you know either we can't do anything about it or it's it's shift it shifts so quickly that we kind of move through it you know and i think that's that is true we do sometimes need to move through discomfort we can't avoid discomfort altogether but when it comes to relationships this is where it's really important right when it comes to negotiating your space and your needs with other people if there is an experience within that relationship that feels uncomfortable and unsustainable to you you have the right to say no to it you have the right to articulate what feels comfortable and uncomfortable for you and to ask for something different and if you can do that with less I mean, it took me three weeks, guys. It took me three weeks of suffering before I could do it. And I'm proud of myself that it only took me three weeks and that I did actually make the change eventually. I'm really, really proud of myself. I feel so liberated. But if you can do that for yourself, it is truly the most beautiful and empowering experience. I hope that that is what it is for you and I hope that that is something that you can bring with you in your, in your week and as you go forward. Take care. Bye.